Welcome to the Profitable NDIS Provider Podcast, where we're joined by your hosts, Tanya Gomez and Paul Bryan. In each episode, we'll be sharing valuable insights and tips to help you turn your NDIS business into a profitable venture. So whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, you've come to the right place. Let's stop surviving and start thriving. G'day, everybody, and welcome to the Profitable NDIS Provider Podcast. My name is Paul, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Tanya. How are you going? I am really well today, Paul. It is our last episode for 2023. Look, you know, we've had a fantastic year. We've met some really cool people. We've had some fantastic conversations. It's, um, I know I've learned a lot, and, um, you know, we had a quick chat before, um, about some of these amazing people that we've met, the conversations that we've had. Why don't today we have a look over the last couple of seasons and and just see what some of those those standout episodes were and some of our takeaways were? Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a really great idea. I think this is our 30th episode. We did 30 episodes in our first year. We didn't quite start in the beginning of the year, though, so we've kind of fit those in over school terms. <laughs> um, and I've had a really great time and learned so much from so many amazing people. I think for season one, if I start with season one, um, in season yep. one, our biggest rated episodes were creating clients, how to register as a provider and systems to comply and simplify your business. And I can see why yeah. they are the most popular. They, you know, deliver so much value. Yeah. Look, the feedback we got from each of those was really cool because people were really, really keen to hear, I think about particularly what, you know, what, what we do um and find out more about what we do but also just to get that bigger picture of you know what right now it's it's all over the place a bit in the ndis what do i need to do to make sure that i'm compliant how do i make that simple you know that that process of registration do i don't i and you know creating clients they're, they're probably three of those biggest questions that people are asking consistently yeah yeah absolutely it's uh, the idea of creating clients as well, I think, is really perfect. It really summarizes the whole idea of the NJS really being a person-centered space. And it's not about mm, Google yeah. AdWords. It's not about your Facebook advertising. It's all about who is your ideal client um, and how do you attract more of those to you rather than simply doing bottom of the funnel activities as far as marketing goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell you right now, um, particularly in the episode where we spoke about, you know, how to register and what that looks like, I learned a lot because that registration process is, you know, it, it's definitely a decent process. It's, you know, a bit of a contention process for a lot of people at the moment waiting for their registration. But even just understanding why you do it and what the point is, what the outcomes can be. Um, you shed a lot of really good light on there for a lot of people because when I was talking particularly to some of my clients who were considering it, they now have a real clear understanding of why and what that looks like going forward. Like, should I, shouldn't I? What's the point? What's going to be the outcomes? Is it an investment? Is there a return on investment in, uh, you know, registering as a provider? And it really yeah. made a difference to a lot of people that I spoke to. 
Yeah, interestingly, we saw also some data released recently from the Endos Commission about registration timeframes as the first time I've seen this data being released. But I think think it was really interesting just to note that on average, um, a a certified provider on average takes 352 days to be registered and 101 Mm. days for verified. So I thought that data was really interesting. I did some social media posts when I saw the data the first time in case anyone missed it. But I guess that really adds a little bit more data to that whole question around how long will registration take because that's hands down the number one question I see asked on the Facebook groups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I put my I did my audit five months ago and I haven't got my portal access yet. When will I get it? Yes, it's a common thread. Yeah. <laughs> So what about season two? What were some of your favorite guests on season two? You know, I really, really loved season two. We had a couple of fantastic episodes and, you know, that was the first time I ever met Tommy Trout. And I've got to tell you, it is probably one of my highlights of the entire year was having a really cool conversation with him. Um, And I'm not going to say personal brand because it will make him throw up in his mouth when he hears this. But it's really about building that reputation. And um, he was such a fun guy. So if you haven't listened to the episode, it really he, he really clearly lays out the idea of how important your reputation is and, and how to de- develop that. But also, um, how good was our SIL spotlight episode with, um, with our three SIL providers on? Yeah, I think I think both those episodes were highlights for me. I think I think I'm number one fan of the Tommy Trout fan club. I think I've established that. <laughs> I think I am absolutely a- adore Tommy, and I got to meet him in person for the first time this year and did some video with him for Innovate for Impact and mm-hmm. Rights of Brilliant, um, the other podcasts I do. And um, I was, you know, he's just the most charismatic, charming, high energy um person that you could ever meet and i'm just yeah it's it's been amazing getting to be part of his journey and get to learn more about him and um spend some more time with him this year as well and he's done a a, a great job with mentoring and coaching um uh, a good yeah. friend of mine and um that's been i've been following that journey as well so i'm yeah i loved talking to tommy um, yeah, the spotlight on SIL as well. I just learned so much from that episode. And I, I work with SIL providers all the time. Two of those providers are my clients. I'm, you know, in, involved in their businesses and speak to them regularly. But actually sitting down with them and getting the chance to actually unpack what are the challenges for SIL providers um, mm, really gave me yeah. a, a great effect for them and learn more about the model, which helps me, you know, with my clients but also just gives me a really great appreciation for what the, what SIL providers do. Yeah, I think it was really cool that we had three different levels. Like they were, they were all at different stages, you know. Um, they uh, Good names. Uh, Josh, you know, he was sort of just starting out in that process. Um, and uh, sorry, Josh, love you, man. You're an awesome guy. And um, And – seeing how his journey had come around in a really different sort of a way to get to where he was and, and how he valued the position that he had looking after people. Um, Tiffany with, with quite a number of houses and, and sort of diverse houses, uh, you know, six or seven at the time and, and how she got to that point. And then obviously talking with, how am I with names today? Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. And, 
just where she had um, taken her business to and the amazing things that she'd done and how she developed a team around her who were really outworking the vision that she had. And um, the feedback that I got was it was so amazing to hear um, the different challenges at, at different levels and what people could expect, but also what they should be planning for um, and how to sort of fundamentally structure their SIL business as they're in that growth process, which was really cool. Um, uh, one of the other episodes that I really liked was um, speaking to Kelly from One Community. I think that the work that One Community yeah. do is is amazing. It was so great to sit down with her. And I mean, she was incredibly humble about the amazing work that they do as well. Um, but yeah, I've I've really liked being involved with with the One Community stuff that we've done this year as well. Yeah, we had a great time with those. Um, I also really enjoyed in season two the how big should I get? Um, because that was a question that's been asked so often um, about, you know, you see businesses who are like, you know, they've got like hundreds of clients, but is that something you actually want to build? Is that something you actually want to maintain? Um, and so laying those foundations, um, the feedback I had from that episode was really people going, oh, I don't actually have to build something massive i can build something that just solves a problem for a particular group of people and that's actually a fantastic way forward because it it really does structure it around choice and control and getting real results for participants that you can really help really well so i think that there's um those couple of episodes there which have just been fantastic and fundamental to how some people have now structuring their business and what they're planning ahead which is really cool yeah, yeah. Let's take a let's yeah, take a look at season three. Yeah, so um, season three was our SDA growth. We talked we talked to uh, Endurance Property Australia. Uh, we talked to them in season two mm-hmm. as well, but season three was really around the SDA growth. Um, and SDA is an area that both you and I have explored this year and got to learn a little bit more about and done some extra work mm-hmm. in. Um, and that was really the beginning of me really understanding SDA. Um, in a much more comprehensive way. So I think that one was really um, interesting for me. Um, I also really liked um, an episode around business models with Warren Harmer. I thought that that was mm-hmm. um, really interesting to see the different models that he saw in the market and how they work and yeah. really kind of helped me cross-check my understanding of how things work as well. <laughs> Yeah, look, from, from his perspective, he has a very particular view on you know, how people are setting up their businesses and, you know, at, at that stage and what, um, what path they should decide to take because floundering around is not going to get you where you want to go. But that idea of having a clear idea, this is the business model that I'm going to run with. Um, and it is a really, it's a much simpler to lay out what's going to happen over the next, you know, uh, three, six, 12 months and beyond as you start to grow. Uh, I really enjoyed our episode with uh, Stephen Franks where we talked about finances in the business and really understanding how those, um, uh, you know, th- those systems again inside of your business are helping you to make sure that you always make a profit in your business. Because as we've said before, we are the profitable NDIS provider podcast. These businesses need to be profitable so you can do cool things with that profit and not be what I like to say to some of my clients, you can't be one broken washing machine away from going out of business. 
right? Yep. And so many businesses are that tight. We need to have a good profit margin. I think Stephen really outlined some of those steps were really cool to make that happen. Yeah, I agree. I really liked that episode as well. And I, I've, um, you know, I really am realizing more as I do more, I guess, consultancy around business advisory with people that once we get compliance underway and out of the way and our regulatory requirements are taken care of, mm. the next area they really need help with is finance. They really need to get that piece Absolutely. right. Because, you know, compliance, make sure you can continue claiming from the NDIS Commission and you can continue with your registration. But finances is going to be what makes or breaks you as an actual business. Absolutely, yeah. That that idea of, you know, you can have everything in place, but if you're not making a profit, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, it's only so long that you can do that for, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So what were some of the biggest takeaways from this whole year, Tanya, that you sort of saw? Yeah, so I think there was a a few threads through everything, which, you know, is good because it's consistent and means that we're giving out consistent information and advice and actually checks that other people who we've invited feel the same way as as we do. Um, For me, I guess the the really big takeaway, the number one on my list was that you be an expert in one area, that you can't be a jack of all trades. You can't add all 36 registration areas. You can't do every service. Um, You actually have to be an expert in one thing. And I don't mean one area of supports, but if you, you know, choose your niche, choose your niche, whether it is that, you know, a, a certain age range, a certain disability, a certain location, a certain innovative delivery model, you need to be an expert in one thing so that you know, one, who are your ideal clients and can get more of them, um, but trying to be everything to everyone gets you nowhere. That's my number one take. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is so key because there's probably the number one conversation that I have with people is just, do I pick a niche? Don't I pick a niche? No, I, I can help anyone. Well, that means you're helping no one. You're not an expert to anybody. And I don't know about you, I want to work with experts. I want to work with people who are really clear on how they're going to help me do things. Um, yep. I, and, you know, it's that idea of, you know, also don't be something you're not. Don't try and fill holes that you're not, you know, exceptionally well versed in. Um, don't try and do things that you're not going to enjoy doing a year from now. And, um, but, when you look through it, finding participants and growing your business is really all about being that, um, you know, that authentic you, being uh, an expert in the area that you work in, keeping that niche really, really clear. Um, another thing that I really saw with some of the people that we spoke spoke with was, you know, really kind of making sure that you build a team around you that help you do the things that you want to do. So, you know, hiring experts and um, making sure that you've got a really good uh, group around you who are going to take you forward, whether they're, you know, literally in your business or you have connections that are going, you know, we're moving forward in this area. Um, so just hiring, hiring experts or at least learning from them, you know, around your, your systems and compliance uh, marketing because you can't be that jack of all trades. You can't know yeah. everything. You can't do everything. 
I agree with what you're saying about experts. I think that we should all surround ourselves with people who know better than us and our aim as business owners should be being the dumbest people in the room. We should surround ourselves Absolutely. with people who know, know better, can do it better than us and that we can continually learn from. I think the moment that yeah. you think you know everything is the moment when you need to stop being a business owner because at least for me, the more I learn, the more I realise I don't know. <laughs> The more, you know, yeah, you know yeah. about a subject, it, it shows you, wow, you know, I'm I'm an expert in quality and compliance systems, processes, and it's narrow and deep. And you can't be narrow and you can't know a lot about a subject by trying to be everything. So I then complement my skills with other people who are experts in their areas. Um, and I, I think this also goes to the idea that the NDIS should be an ecosystem and a community um, rather than you trying to control the marketplace and take market share, yep. we should be talking about how do we build a network of other providers who complement our business so that if yeah, I'm an expert cool. young children with autism, I work with someone who's an expert with adults with autism and my clients naturally progress to their service. Um, you know, those type of collaborations and agreements and partnerships I really think is the future of the NGIS and it should be how we continue from here. Yeah, I think if a business can really start to structure their business to lean in that direction, you're going to be future-proofing yourself um, with, you know, everything in place as you grow and you are looking at building your business around that, 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 um, that model of being collaborative and not trying to be everything to everyone, but solving the problems that you solve really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of my other takeaways is that you participants, when it comes to finding clients and growing your business, the key thing to do is to do a really good job because it's a referral yeah. marketplace. It's a word of mouth is what gets you your second client um, and doing a good job means that they're, they're other, the other providers in their life, um, the rest of their ecosystem will also refer to you. Um, and that really, although participants are our clients who we're marketing to in our marketing isn't specifically the participants, it's the rest of the ecosystem. So by having mm. a great brand and a great methodology and by being the best expert in your space when you're communicating that you should be communicating that on LinkedIn and and the rest of your socials because it'll be that the participants support coordinator the participants brothers sister parent you know their therapists yeah, yeah. their psychologists the nurses and doctors you know all of those people that are actually referring you um, although, so you really need to think of two audiences when you're marketing. Yes, the mm. participant is the most important and doing a great job for them is the most important part of your job as a provider, but then telling everyone else in your network how good you are and showing them with case studies and et cetera is really important for marketing. That doing that well will get you 100 times more participants than any kind of paid marketing ever will. Yeah. Hundred percent, I you know, and that's a that's a thread that has really gone through each of our seasons throughout the podcast. Um, having people, you know, being clear on their niche, providing fantastic support, understanding your participants' needs has just been uh, consistent, even through all the people we've we've uh, had conversations with. 
Look, as we mentioned before, this is now our final episode of the of the year, and obviously we're coming back. Don't worry, guys, we are coming back in uh, in February 2024. Um, I personally would love to thank you all for listening and for the feedback. We've had some fantastic feedback. Um, and one thing I wanted to say to you, uh, listeners, is we would actually really love to hear from you. So we would love if you would go to our socials and, you know, find somewhere to just come and say, Hey, we'd love to hear about this, or we'd love to hear about, uh, hear, uh, interviews with these types of people, or, you know, there's a particular uh, area which I'd like some more information on. We'd love to hear what you guys would like information on next year so that we can really make sure we're helping you guys solve the problems to be a profitable NDIS provider in this space. What do you reckon? Yeah. Put that out? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we've recently done some changes to our, our socials uh, on our Instagram page. Now we've got a few buttons and there is connect with your host buttons. And there's all the, also all of our show notes um, are now available via yeah. our Instagram app. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, definitely check out our show notes pages um, and connect with us there to um, give us some feedback. I might even put up a little a little icon on, you know, what episodes do you want to hear and add a little button for you there where you can um, yeah, go great. and tell us some suggestions because I think, um, you know, we have lots of ideas on, on what we think is important, but we really want to be helping the people who are listening to us in contextualizing this content to you. So if there's an area and a burning question that you have, please reach out and let us know so Paul and I can consider a, a topic around that. Or even if there's guests you think we should be interviewing, you could suggest a guest. Uh, or if you want to be a guest on our show and want to come and chat to us about your journey as a profitable provider, we'd welcome that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, look, everybody, thank you so much for this year. Um, it's almost Christmas. So from us to you, Merry Christmas. And we really hope you've enjoyed this. Please jump on and give us some feedback on our episodes. But from me to you, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the new year. Tanya, send us off. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, just uh, I will echo your sentiments. I've had a fantastic year. I also want to thank you, Paul, for doing this podcast with me. Um, from that first coffee we had when I first moved to Perth the first week, it's been an amazing journey to be part of, to be part of the amazing work that you're doing and to to grow my network and meet some amazing people. So thanks, Paul, for um, co-hosting with me and giving me the opportunity to be part of what you're working on. Um, and thanks to all of the, the wonderful guests that we have for their um, increased feedback and their ongoing support. Um, we haven't asked you before to review the podcast, but if you want to give us a Christmas present, um, it would be really lovely if you could go and review us on one of the podcasts yeah. streaming, yep. whether it's Podbean, uh, Apple or Spotify, because I believe that helps us with rankings um, and helps us get in front of more people. So if you want to, if you've really enjoyed the show this year, I would ask that you give us a review um, or even better, recommend the podcast to someone you think will really enjoy it because our our, yeah, our idea here is to get these messages out to as many people as possible to share to share collective information to really lift the standard of providers to help them be successful. Yeah. Um, and we really want to help as many people as possible. 
Um, you'll notice that we haven't had any advertising on this podcast to date. We really um, put all of our energy and effort in this as a way to help as many people as we can because that's part of both Paul and I's mission is to really impact the, se- the, the sector. Um, so a way that you can uh, thank us for all of our time and effort and energy is to give us a review and suggest us to all your other wonderful providers so that we can continue to help as many people as possible. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. It's been an amazing year. I've had just the best time and I'm really looking forward to meeting more people and having more amazing guests in 2024. Um, Merry Christmas, have a happy new year, and I hope you have an amazing time with your family over the break. Um, from Paul and I, um, that's it for 2023. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Tanya. We'll see you all later. Have a great Christmas. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Profitable NDIS Provider Podcast with Tanya Gomez and Paul Bryan. We hope you found today's episode informative and valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to subscribe, leave us a rating, and share it with others who could benefit from our insights. Until next time, keep thriving.